this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Put the key in the car, turn the ignition, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Sixty three audio presents Jake Dimes, Range Detective, A Tale of the Old West, by Pete Lutz, starring the Narada Radio Company. Tonight, Chapter 9, Suspected of Murder. Our story so far. In our last episode, Range Detective Jake Dimes looked as if he'd joined up with a very gang of robbers he'd been trying to bring to ground. Briar Buck, Jake's sidekick, woke up from his deep sleep after being bushwhacked by two members of that same gang, and he revealed his true identity and intent to Molly Sutcliffe, the mother of the man who hired him and Jake. Later, Bert Conroy, the sheriff of Prickly Pear, along with Buck and Molly, were riding like the devil to get back to Slim Sutcliffe's ranch, the D-Bar D, to let him know that the town bank's head teller had been an inside man for the robberies, and hopefully get there in time to prevent another crime. But as they neared the D-Bar D, the trio were met with an ugly sight. Four men in the dust, three shot through the heart, and one alive but unconscious, holding a six-shooter and lying on top of a saddlebag full of money. And that man was... Jake Dimes himself. As we take up our tale again, Jake Dimes, or Jake Dawson as everybody in these parts knows him, is in a real pickle. It's now the day after Bert, Buck, and Molly found Jake on the trail leading to the D-Bar-D ranch, and by all the evidence of their eyes, the range detective looks guilty of the murder of the three couriers and of the payroll robbery itself. We join Jake in the Prickly Pear Town Jail, where he is fast asleep in a cell. Bert, how can Jake just lie in that cell, sawing logs when the whole town thinks he's guilty of sin? A buck, uh, now uh, stop that pacing and uh, say the spell, all right? How long have you known Jake? While we was pups together. And have you ever known him to be uh, uh, capable of a crime like this? Well, no, of course not. Well, that's how the hombre can lie in that cell assault logs. Then that means you don't believe? Not for a minute. While Jake Dimes saved my life under fire in the cavalry and, uh, I vouch for his honesty and bravery every day of the week. 
and twice on Sundays. So that means you know it and I know it. Yeah, but uh, can we prove it? And the actual witnesses we know of is dead. Yep, ain't gonna be easy. And that's why I had to lock him up. Jake understands, <clears throat> don't you, Jake? Yep. Well, look at who finally comes back to the land of the living. You're in a bad spot, pard. Yep, but don't worry, old pal. I'm fairly confident that things will work out in the end. Now, you hear that, folk? Jake's got a plan. You got a plan, Jake? Well, not rightly, no. Jake! Now, Briarbuck, you just calm your carcass. I've been cogitating over it, and like I said, I'm fairly confident. Confident? In what? Well, let's just say I'm hoping a few things will happen in the next day or two. Things like what? If you don't mind, old pal, I'm studying on them. And I'm going to keep all that under my hat a spell longer. But... Meantime, I need you to fetch my kit bag from the D-Bar-D. You've been keeping it safe for me, ain't you? Why, sure. Been with me ever since I got there. Hell of a lot safer with me than at the rolling in with you. You want me to go right now? Yep. Sheriff, you got a couple of scraps of paper and a pencil? Sure, Jake. Now, Bert. I'm going to write out two wires, and I need you to get them to the telegraph office right away. All right, Hev. Uh, where, where are they going, Jake? One's going to an old army chum in Washington, D.C., and the other's off to the agency in Celestial City. Thanks. Now, after you get these wires off, mosey over to Doc Burnside's. Tell him you need the slugs that killed them three payroll couriers, same as he did when he gave you the slug out of Buck's arm. Each one needs to go into an envelope with the name of the man it come out of. And it wouldn't hurt to have Doc put his John Hancock on him too. And tell him to be mighty careful when digging them out. Here you go. Alrighty, uh, anything else? Not for now. Hey, Buck. Yeah? While you're riding out to the D-Bar-D, cogitate a minute or two about where you can rustle me up a big wash tub of water. What fur? It ain't anywhere near Saturday night. That's another thing I'm keeping under my hat, pard. See you later. All right, all right. Don't tell me nothing. Expect me to work in the dark all the time. <laughs> He ain't the happiest feller. Oh, I reckon he'll come to you after a spell. A few minutes from now, he'll have figured out an answer to the wash tub question, and that'll cheer him up proper. I reckon you're right about that. Well, um, I'll carry myself over to the telegraph office. Thanks, Bert. I don't reckon it'll do me any good to ask you if you're sure about these two wires. I'm sure. Especially the second one, of uh, to the agency? Yes, Bert. Now... Time's a-wasting. I know, alrighty. I'll lock the door behind me. Uh, keep the riffraff out.
Sheriff Conroy? Yes, miss. It's, um, uh, Miss, um, Underhill, yes? That's right. Susan Underhill, do you have a little time right now, Sheriff? Of course. Uh, Wouldn't you like to step in? No, no. I mean, he's in there, isn't he? Jake uh, Dawson, uh, yes, um, but he's behind bars, so there's... Oh, I just couldn't. Can't we... Can't I tell you out here? Well, it's kind of unusual, but... Thank you, uh, Sheriff. Well, you see, it's hard for me to... I want to tell you... Sheriff, as you may know, Grover Nathan and I were very good friends. The head teller at the bank? Ah, her tale, it was a bit uh, more serious than that. Well, I know he felt rather intensely about me, and I was expecting him to ask me a very important question very soon. (laughs) All righty. Go on. Uh, and, 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 And I saw that man, that man holding my Grover at gunpoint behind the livery stable yesterday. Mr. Dawson? You you saw him? Yes! Yes! He forced Grover, Mr. Nathan, to go into the stable ahead of him, and after a few moments, that man came out leading his horse and then rode away. You say you saw all of this yesterday? Why didn't you tell me all this right after it happened? Oh, Sheriff, I was just so, so, so frightened. I thought he spied me and he might come back for me. It wasn't until I heard that you'd locked him up that I felt brave enough to, to, to tell you. All right, Miss Underhill. Uh, Thank you for telling me. I'll write down everything you said and make up a report. Was there anything else you wanted to tell me? No. No, that's everything. Thank you, Sheriff Conroy. Goodbye. got us a problem. I don't care what you say, Father. Jake Dawson couldn't have done this thing. I know in my heart that he's innocent and that someone is framing him for murder in these payroll robberies. Christine, the man was found with a gun in his hand, lying atop a bag full of money, and with three dead men lying close by. The evidence is overwhelming. The evidence is circumstantial. What does it tell you when a supposed murderer is found unconscious at the scene of his supposed crime? What does it tell me? Other than the murderer botched his getaway, you mean? Ah, father... It means he was framed. It means he was knocked unconscious and the scene was staged to make him look guilty. Well, 
It serves me right for letting you get an education back east. All right, then, Wyatt Earp, explain the fact that a witness has come forward. The woman who claimed she saw Jake with the bank teller? Yes, her name is Susan Underhill. Do you know her? I never even heard of her until Pedro brought the news in from town. Again, this is all circumstantial. Miss Underhill didn't see Jake hurt the teller. She says she only saw him take the teller into the livery stable. Well, it may be circumstantial to you, and heaven knows I want to believe what you say, because I'd grown rather fond of the young man before all this. But it won't be circumstantial to the people of Prickly Pear. Those murdered men had wives and children. They're angry, and they'll be looking for justice. I can't disagree with you on that, Dad. What else did Pedro tell you? Sheriff Conroy's apparently sent a wire to the Capitol asking that a circuit judge be sent out for a trial. So, obviously, he's taking things pretty seriously, too. Oh, I've got to go into town and see Jake. No, Christine, that's where I put my foot down. Under no circumstances are you to leave this ranch. If you are seen visiting Dawson, the townsfolk might start suspecting you. And I can't have that. Don't be ridiculous, Father. That's I... my final word on the matter. Father! Christine! Leave me. I have ranch business to attend to. I... I'll see you later, dear. Lupe! Lupe, where are you? Here, senorita Chris. Lupe, I think it's time you gave me back that... that letter I asked you to hold for me. But, senorita... I know what I said before, but it's important. The letter might have information that can help Mr. Dawson. All right? I, Senor Jake, he is a good man, see. I want to help him, too. I'll bring the letter, Senorita Chris. You wait, see? Bring him out, Sheriff. Yeah, that's right, Sheriff. Yeah, bring him you out. You heard him? Bring, bring him, him out. out. Bring him out. Yeah. Howdy, boys. Bert, you got a killer locked up in your jail, and me and the boys here want to take him off your hands. Ain't that right, boys? Are you drunk? How about you, Joe? Or uh, you, Brax? Nah, we ain't drunk. No, no, oh, sir, no, Sheriff. No. We ain't nope, touched nope, a drop nope, in nope, 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 nope. at least an hour. What gives you that so. idea? <laughs> you might say, Sheriff, that all of us is sober with justice. Now, Birch, my prisoner in there is my responsibility. I've already done contacted the state capitol and asked for a judge to come out and hold a trial. What more do you want? We don't need no judge. 
to tell us if a man's guilty or if and he ain't. Now, boys, the law says a man's presumed to be innocent until proven guilty. String him up. String him up. String him up. String him up. Sheriff, we gonna give you one more chance. That's right, Sheriff. You got about a minute to get out the way, or... Birch Hickam. Huh? Who called my name? Somebody on the roof, I reckon. On the roof? Who's that up there? Never you mind who it is. Just so's you know, I got a Winchester pointed directly at your belt line, Hickam. So no matter who takes one step closer... You're going to get a bullet in your gut. You're bluffing, hombre. You really want to take that chance, pard? It looks like a real showdown between the forces of mob rule and law and order, doesn't it? Will Briarbuck's calm threat be taken seriously by Hickam and the lynch mob? Or will they save the town of Prickly Pear the cost of a jury trial? What will Chris Greenslate find in that mysterious letter? To find out what happens next, tune in to Chapter 10 of Jake Dimes, Range Detective, coming soon. Chapter 9, Suspected of Murder, was written, produced, and directed by Pete Lutz and starred Dana Gonzalez as Jake Dimes, Austin Beach as Buck, Jeff Niles as Sheriff Conroy, Christy Glick as Betty Joe, Victoria Fonsky as Chris, Joe Stofko as Fred Greenslate, Debbie Leal Ramirez as Lupe, Tommy Gregg as Hickam, Mark Kalita as Joe, and Lothar Tuppen as Brax. Your announcer was Darren Rockhold. Introductory announcement by Glenn Higby. The Jake Dimes theme was composed by Pete Lutz and arranged by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. Tune in again next time when you'll hear Chris say... I keep meaning to, and yet I'm afraid of what I'll learn. I know it's a letter from another girl. His old sweetheart back home, he said in his note. And part of me is so jealous of her and the time that she's had with Jake and another part of me realizes that I've only known him for a few weeks so to think that I feel that way about him is ridiculous. Oh Lupe, am I making any sense at all? This has been a 63 Audio production. Sixty-three audio.
Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch bells in the battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the battery. Always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>